Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, Gid MK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I'll be helping you see clearly through the fog of misinformation and nonsense to the truth about a recent COVID-19 headline that has flummoxed many a news source. You see, over the last week, a story has hit headlines worldwide that wearing eyeglasses, or spectacles for all the oldies out there, could be protective against catching the dread virus. According to the headlines, not only do my glasses correct my vision, they might actually stop me from suffering from respiratory disease. It's a good time to be a nerd, it seems. As usual, the headlines about this topic were nothing short of spectacular. Business Insider was a beautiful example, with the impressively wrong, wearing glasses may help protect you from the coronavirus. The Daily Express was in there with the lovely question, can glasses stop you getting coronavirus? And The Sun took a similar tack with, wearing glasses could reduce your coronavirus risk, new study suggests. Unfortunately, despite the rosy headlines, there's actually no real evidence yet that glasses do anything for your coronavirus risk at all. So strap in and enjoy an episode of epidemiological demystifying as we wend our way through the worrisome wilderness of COVID-19 and glasses. The basic idea that eyeglasses could protect you from getting coronavirus is a pretty reasonable suggestion. Eyes are one way that the virus could get into your body after all, and if you have constant protection in front of those watery globes, then perhaps you would be less likely to have nasty virus land in them. I mean, medical staff do wear eye protection after all, for good reason. Essentially, the question is whether glasses stop enough virus to make people who wear them a lot less likely to be infected with COVID-19. Some scientists from China, specifically Hubei, where the virus first emerged, the province that Wuhan is in, thought that this was an interesting question and decided to do a study looking at it. The study was recently published in JAMA Ophthalmology, or the Journal of the American Medical Association, Ophthalmology, which for those of you who aren't boring academics is a pretty big journal in the medical world. It was titled Association of Daily Wear of Eyeglasses with Susceptibility to Coronavirus Disease 2019 Infection, and instantly hit the big time, with more than 150,000 views to date, and hundreds of international news articles about it already, almost overnight, in fact. As a small aside, this is one of the most remarkable things about COVID. Studies that would be really quite boring in most years are instead focused on with remarkable precision by media outlets from across the world. Instead of being consigned to the garbage heap of no one really cares, a study on the potential of viral transmission being reduced with glasses is given massive attention by a truly astonishing number of people from every corner of the globe. Which is a bit worrying, because the study wasn't, well, very meaningful at all. Let me explain. 
The study itself was very simple, and essentially followed what's known as a case control design. The scientists took a group of people who had been hospitalised with COVID-19 and looked at risk factors that they had or hadn't been exposed to compared to a control group who hadn't been hospitalised for COVID-19. They found that the patients that they had seen in hospital, a small sample of just 276 people, wore eyeglasses quite a bit less than their control population. They concluded that this was evidence that glasses might be preventing COVID-19 because it seemed that more people who didn't wear glasses were hospitalised than what we would expect given the population in the region. Except there are some immediate issues with the study. The first big thing is that the researchers didn't actually look at glasses wearing as a comparison at all. They actually compared the rate of myopia, or short-sightedness, between their hospitalised patients and the general population. Since the general population had a rate of 31% of myopia and their hospital patients only 5%, they concluded that this might be evidence of glasses wearing being protective against COVID-19, but that's not actually what they measured. Not every person with myopia wears glasses, and not every person who wears glasses has myopia, which makes this an obviously flawed surrogate measure for glasses wearing. It's possible that this relationship, or the relationship that they found in the study, had little or nothing to do with the glasses at all, because the surrogate measure may not be good enough to actually measure glasses wearing in the population. Another issue is the sample size. Uh, case control studies are usually very large, with thousands or tens of thousands of participants. Uh, but this study had just 276 people in the case group, which makes it hard to make any conclusions, particularly since this represented just a fraction of the patients admitted due to COVID-19 from a single hospital. It might be that all of the people who had myopia and got COVID-19 were just admitted to different hospitals in Hubei. I, we just don't know. It's impossible to know from this data set uh, if this is representative of anything at all. But there was an even bigger issue with this study that makes it totally useless as evidence for anything at all, which I will get to in just a second. So, the big issue. The massive, enormous, woeful problem that makes this study basically a waste of time as evidence for glasses or really anything. You see, in this kind of study, your control group is pretty important. What you'd usually do is get a control group from whom you can gather the exact same information as your main sample in the same way to minimise the bias of data collection. You'd also try and make sure that your control group is as similar as your case group in every aspect except for the one you're measuring, because you don't want there to be massive biases. So if you're looking at a population of smokers over the age of 70, you wouldn't match them with non-smokers uh, under the age of 20, because those two populations are obviously not comparable. It's obviously a problem if you use a totally different method to sample your control population, such as using different questionnaires or similar between the two groups, because it makes the results hard to compare. So what was the general population with a rate of 30% 
or 31% of myopia that the scientists compared their hospital patients to. Now, for a little bit of context here, usually you collect data on both cases and controls at the same time, or at least with the exact same methods a reasonably short time apart. But it turns out that in this study, the control population was actually another study, and that study recruited high and middle school students and gathered information on their health. Now, that's immediately an issue because it means that the scientists, by definition, used a completely different sampling methodology for their two data sets. So we have no idea if myopia was even defined in the same way between the two sources. It's also a worry because I can't get too much information on the sample that they used for their control group. Now, partly that's because the study was published in Chinese, but mostly it's because the sample they took was done in 1987, a full three decades before the current piece of research. Now this is, to put it mildly, less than ideal. So the researchers justified this decision by saying that these students were between the ages of 7 and 22 when the sample was taken in 1987, which means they would now be around the age of the hospitalized patients in the study, somewhere around 40 to 60 years, and that means that they're a comparable control group. But this is quite obviously manifestly inadequate. Uh, We have no idea if they represent the population of Hubei. We have no idea if they were similar enough to the cases to make any reasonable comparisons. I mean, as one example that's plausible but uh, impossible to tell, as I said, I couldn't get access to this control group, but uh, it could be that everyone in the control group went to a school for the legally blind, and thus they had higher rates of myopia than the cases, and it had nothing to do with, um, with... COVID at all. It was simply the selection of the control group. We, we just can't tell. The study is basically saying, we think that there should be more people with myopia in our tiny sample. Since there aren't many, it must be the glasses protecting them, which is just absurd. There are so many issues with using this sample as your control that I'm not sure I can cover them all. And to top all of this off, The student sample from 1987 didn't even look at glasses wearing. They just had a measurement of one thing that sometimes causes people to wear glasses, not a firm number of the people who wear glasses in both populations. At the absolute minimum, if you wanted to know whether glasses can prevent COVID-19, what you'd want is two groups of people who are comparable in most ways but either wear glasses or don't. Then you'd follow them for a period of time to see who got COVID more often. Unfortunately, this study doesn't even meet this basic sniff test. The only meaning that you can gather from comparing people hospitalized with COVID-19 in one hospital in Hubei to a sample of students from 1978 is that the JAMA ophthalmology editors need to start actually reading the things that they publish in their journal because it doesn't appear that they are at the moment. It is very hard to take anything else away from this research. Ultimately, this is just one more study to add to the pile of terrible COVID-19 nonsense. It's of course possible that glasses do prevent some coronavirus infections, and 
in all honesty, I would say not entirely unlikely. It is a theory that makes sense. There's a plausible biological mechanism. It would be perhaps trivially easy to test this theory. But as of right now, there's no way for us to know if they do or not. The evidence is simply not there. Perhaps unsurprisingly to anyone who's listened to my podcast before, the headlines were wrong. You don't have to rush out and buy a pair of hipster glasses to save your life. Just keep socially distancing and staying safe like you have been doing for months. If it sounds too good to be true, it's always worth being sceptical. Read the story, read the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. You can find the podcast at SensiPod on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find it on Twitter at SensiPod. You can find me on Twitter, I'm your host GitMK, at GitMK, or Facebook at GitMK Health Nerd, or Medium at GitMK. Thanks for listening, and remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it's always good to be sceptical. Sceptical.